Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host, Tony Brown. Today is Monday, the 21st of December, 2009. Welcome back to the show, everybody. On today's show, we're going to take a little bit of a break from the series about how the courts work and how you get there, that type of thing. And uh, what I'd like to do today is just wish everybody who's a listener out there a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you don't celebrate Christmas, uh, if you celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you do, I hope your holiday time uh, is filled with a lot of good times and you have a lot of good memories and you get to spend a lot of good quality time with your family and friends. I'd also like to take this time to send a heartfelt thank you to all our men and women in the armed services. And I want to let you guys know that while we may not mention it all the time, we are always thinking about you, and we always appreciate the sacrifices that you make so that we can enjoy our freedoms here at home. And this holiday greeting or wish goes out to not only the men and women who are serving overseas, but to the men and women who are serving here in country and that make sure that our military runs. So thank you guys for all your time and your service and your sacrifice. You are appreciated. I'd also like to wish my fellow podcasters a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now, speaking of podcasts, on the last show, I'd mentioned that there were two new podcasts that had joined the Gun Rights Radio Network. And it looks like I jumped the gun a little bit the uh, show Citizen Armed, that's hosted by Spencer Bennett, that actually is part of the network. And um, I'd like to welcome Spencer and his show to the network. He's got the real good radio voice that I obviously don't have. But that's okay because Carl and Stan and Tom all have terrible, terrible radio voices and they still do a show. So I figure it's okay for me. And speaking of terrible, terrible radio voices... Don't forget to uh, give Eric Shelton over at the Handgun Podcast a listen. That is if you don't poke your eardrums out with pencils first. 
But seriously, let's get back to what I was talking about. On the last show, I had said that there were actually two new podcasts that had joined us, and one of them that I talked about was called The Liberal Guncast, and he's got about three episodes. If you go over to iTunes, you can find him over there, and uh, it's all one word, just Liberal Guncast. I actually liked his show. I liked the guy's style. Um, I don't know if he's going to do any more. You know, a lot of times the December time is not necessarily a good time to be doing a lot of shows just because you got a lot of stuff going on with the holidays and everything. Uh, but it appeared that maybe he had thought about it one time, maybe joining the Gun Rights Radio Network, and uh, it doesn't look like maybe that's going to happen now. So that's unfortunate, but, you know, I mean, there's room for everybody here, and, of course, the, the Gun Rights Radio Network isn't going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I'd still invite you guys to go over there, give him a listen, and, and uh, see if you like it. If you do, uh, maybe drop him an email and, and see if you can get him to to join up over uh, with us here at the Gun Rights Radio Network. Uh, if not, like I said, there's room for everybody. Everybody can do their own thing and uh, no hard feelings. Now, speaking of other shows, I actually ran across a show that I really liked the other day, and that's called Open Carry Radio. And again, you can uh, you can find this on iTunes. And this is, is these are guys that are part of the Open Carry movement in California and they talk about the legalities and different cases and things that are going on there and again uh, if you just go over to iTunes and type in open carry radio and that's three words so they're separate words um, you can find their show and go ahead and subscribe to it he's also got a couple of videos of when he was uh, approached by police and it gives you a really good feel for what our brothers and sisters over there are in California are going through. Um, and I know a lot of times we get on them, and I've been guilty of it too, and I shouldn't, but you know, we get on people that live in California saying, well, why aren't you doing this? Or you guys need to really get out there and do this and do that. Well, the reality is, is those guys, the men and women that are living over in California are doing a lot that are pro-gun. You think it's it's nutty and it's crazy over there now. Just imagine if there was nobody there to oppose them. You would have just all sorts of draconian, nonsensical laws and, and uh, restrictions that would be passed. In fact, you probably wouldn't have a Second Amendment right uh, if you lived in California, if it weren't for the people over there uh, that oppose those. And that's where guys like Jerome, who live in California, and some of our other listeners who live over there, who, who do contact their, their uh, Congress critters and senators, and elected officials, that's where those guys are making a difference. So uh, anyway, that's kind of enough on that. But like I said, it doesn't look like the liberal gun cast is going to be a part of Gun Rights Radio, at least for now. Maybe I'm wrong on this too. I don't know. Uh, now, I want to relate a little bit of a story to you guys about what happened to me the other day. I've got a daughter who is in preschool and she goes to a uh, Lutheran school. And just as an aside, not that anybody cares, I'm not really of that faith, but we like that school, and they're um, they are uh, they're part of a Protestant religion, I guess you could say. And uh, that's how I was brought up in Protestant uh, in Protestant faith. So we had done a lot of interviews when we were looking for a school for when she was going to start, and they had a really good preschool program. And so she's gone there a couple years now. Well, 
kind of long story short, we um, at Christmas time they do little Christmas songs and and uh, put on like a little show and a little pageant. And so it was the preschoolers. So it was the three year olds and then the, in her class the four year olds. Um, so they were going to do their little show. And I went up into the choir loft along with some other dads, and we were setting up our video equipment. And that way, when our kids came on, we could tape them and all that stuff like everybody does. And as I was kind of looking over the crowd, I noticed that there was a police officer uh, down below me. And I, from my vantage point, I could I could look right down and see. And, of course, he had his firearm with him, and he also had a taser with him that I could see, you know, kind of up more on the, on the front of him. And it struck me as unfair that he should be able to come into that, basically what would have been a, considered a school setting, even though it was actually in the church part. But it's all it's all on one campus, if you want, for lack of a better word. And it struck me that why should he be able to bring not only a firearm in, and possibly two if he had a backup, why should he be able to bring a firearm in and a taser while I have to leave my firearm locked up in the car? And it goes back to a show that I had done a while back about second-class citizens and who has privileges in this country and whose rights are infringed and things like that. Now, this is in no way to be taken as a indictment against the police departments, but as a society, you know, we've drawn lots of lines in the sand and things like that, and we say, well, if this is your job, you're allowed to do this, and if uh, this is your job, you're not allowed to do this. And, you know, the thing, and some people will say, well, look, he's he's law enforcement, and it's not a big deal if he, you know, if he has a gun. In fact, it's good if he's in there, because then at least you've got one person who could who could resist if something were to go terribly wrong and someone were to come in there to try and shoot up the place. At least you've got somebody in there who's armed. And that's kind of the whole point. If he hadn't been there, there would have, in theory, been nobody who would have been there that would have been armed uh, because it's a school. And in Arizona, we're not allowed to bring a firearm onto a school campus or anything like that. Again, it's, it's, it's sort of one of my pet peeves because really he wasn't there in the capacity as a police officer. He was there in the capacity as a father. And he wanted to see his child do their performance, just like I wanted to see my kid do her performance. What gets me and kind of gets me riled up is when I see things that are unfair and are unfair for totally illogical reasons. So I'll just go ahead and, and we'll end it here. But it's just something to think about, a little bit of food for thought. I was especially glad to hear that Carl had gotten his job back with UPS and that he's made a almost full recovery. And that reminds me, I did have a couple more recordings. We had actually gone to the mall when I was up there helping him out. And while we were there, there was a Santa Claus at this particular mall, and Carl got pretty excited and wanted to go talk to Santa and sit on his lap and everything. So... What follows is the audio recording that I made while we were up there. Ho, ho, ho. What would you like for Christmas, little fella? Okay, don't laugh. Eric Shelton. Wearing a little girl's dress and drinking a beer. <laughs> what? Beer in hand. Wearing a little girl's dress. Are, are you serious, Carl? 
Ben, is this a joke? I'm not laughing. What do you think about that? Oh, that's that's horrible. Well, Santa thinks it's time for you to go. Yes, I. Santa thinks you you should both leave. Merry Christmas, everyone.